The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. When they were approaching Jerusalem at Bethphage and Bethany near the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it. If anyone says to you, Why are you doing this? Just say this, The Lord needs it and will send it back here immediately. They went away and found a colt tied near a door outside in the street. As they were untying it, some of the bystanders said to them, What are you doing untying the colt? They told them what Jesus had said, and they allowed them to take it. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks on it, and he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, and others spread leafy branches that they had cut in the fields. Then those who went ahead and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Hosanna in the highest heaven. Then he entered Jerusalem and went into the temple. And when he had looked around at everything, as it was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. So, this is one of those days where we're a little confused about our identity. Is it Palm Sunday, or is it the Sunday of the Passion, or is it, and the answer is yes, it is, exactly. <laughs> we start out kind of in one direction, and then we turn this, this hard right corner, and we move right into the core of the story. In the ancient church, there wouldn't have been many festivals beyond the weekly observance of the Sabbath, but this week was observed. Maybe not today in this fashion, but we're beginning to move into the core of the story of our faith. As we talk about these pieces, and we talk about the journey that we've been on during this season of Lent, And as we talk about the journey of Holy Week, I'm reminded a lot of our journey as we come into this space. And this morning we did it kind of differently from the way in which we usually do. We all were in the narthex and then we we came in, walking past, and probably not noticing, focusing on the words of the hymn, our baptismal font. The water of the font, the water of our baptism changes everything. And that water, granted, in a fairly good-sized, beautiful basin there. But when we think of water, often water is something that we think of when it's warm outside, right? And we start thinking of a fond vacation that we had or are going to have and times at the beach or at a pool. Or we think of those days when it's been really hot and that glass of ice water just is the right exact thing in that moment. Or we think of those times in our lives where we've seen things that are dirty that we've cleaned with water. But water is scary. Water can be dangerous. Water kills. It's not too long ago that we can think of the tsunamis that hit Japan and Southeast Asia. I can think of times when I was a kid new to California and kind of getting familiar with the ocean and realizing that it sometimes has a mind of its own, whether 
I want to go somewhere or not. Even just yesterday, a small taste of that and the ferocity of the rain that comes down. And we can see all of the creeks in the rivers that are up and flowing fast, pulling everything with them. Water is, is both of those things. It is that death and life. And in baptism, we put those two things right on top of one another. Oftentimes in baptism, we have a very small child, and it's this brand new life that we're thinking of. But we're also mindful in our funeral service of how that water in baptism brings us through death and into life. And that's the piece I want you to hang on to today, is that in our baptism, something very profound happens. Our journey, our story as individuals, gets tied together and bound with the story of Christ. Christ's story becomes our story. And so as we move through this week, as we move on to Maundy Thursday, to Good Friday, the vigil on Saturday and Easter, that is our story. Our story as individuals. The story of those times in the darkness where it feels like life and hope have left us. And yet, when things seemed most hopeless, where light and life have shown in a way that only God can bring. So I would encourage you as you complete your Lenten journey to take full advantage of the steps these weeks and days as we latch on to the core of our faith, hearing today the passion and hearing later this week what gives the passion power, the resurrection. So be mindful of the story that you hear, because it's yours. Amen.